Testing one, two. Testing one, two. Oh yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, this isn't edited like most of the episodes are from previous seasons because I needed a little bit of time to make sure I was still warmed up and ready for all of this. There's no introduction this time, no album review. I'll actually save that for a little bit later. Just wanted to say hello. Now, I know a lot of you were like, oh my gosh, it's coming back on October 25th. That's exciting. She's been gone so long. And then I didn't put anything. <laughs> it was actually a strategic move. It was intentional. I needed to see if there was still some clout, still some some uh, magic left in order to be able to get some listenership back up. So it's the middle of the week. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I have had to have a long break away from podcasting. I had that massive event that my team assisted with the um, K-pop social night, KPSN podcast fest. Yeah, that was huge this summer. Two days, $1,000 worth of a donation to the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Really, really cool stuff. And then work happened and the pandemic made being an educator much more difficult than it was the year before and responsibilities increased on that and just it's a lot so for those of you who are fellow educators no matter what level of education preschool elementary middle senior continuing education we are getting slammed so my, my hat is off to you we're not nurses we're not doctors we're not scientists per se but we are in the trenches just as much as they are during this pandemic and experiencing a lot of a lot of painful moments in our career i also needed a break because i needed to get myself established in in different ways with different things my voice as a teacher is a part of my day-to-day -day work and my ears were exhausted. My mouth and my throat were exhausted having to talk and convince people to please come back to a classroom. No, we won't physically be in a classroom. You're learning remotely. No, you don't have to turn on your camera for that. No, this is how you use your computer. Yes, we're concerned about COVID too. That's why we're not back in person. No, we don't have babysitting. It, it was a lot and it still is a lot here on October 27th, 2021. And my ears were fried because I was listening to so much music that I wasn't hearing any diversity. It was really bugging me. So I just needed a break. I needed a break, but I'm back. I am back now. Some things that have been going on in the midst of that break is there is now a blog that complements extended commentary for this podcast. It's called a3day.tumblr.com. Nothing fancy. I don't have some amazing URL with that. Not necessary. I've already provided some commentary about CL's triumphant comeback album. And it's kind of, you know, ridiculous to me to call it a comeback when it's really a debut. Mm, there's some other things that I've been talking about on there, too, that I felt were important and did not necessarily fit the length of an A3 Day episode, uh, let alone the attention span of how I want to use A3 Day Sister Show. You all know that's the place for others to shine. There were episodes that were created and then did not see the light of day because of editing loss and all kinds of other magical things I wasn't anticipating, but that is coming back too. So I'm happy to be back. I'm very, very happy to be back. And I'm in my studio now, which is so cool. <laughs> um, some of you were able to see 
thanks to the magic of Instagram, me developing a closet in my home and turning it into my studio. It's a designated, committed space for me to be able to be a ridiculous chonky monkey on the mic. You know, it's just good stuff. What I wanted to share with you all this week is a dramatic reading of an article from Artnet News Pro. And it's about my love. I mean, it's about <clears throat> my fa- It's about uh, Choi Sung Hyun, better known as T.O.P. And uh, I don't think I've hid from you all on this podcast how much I love this man. I really do. Um, I'm a huge fan of him. He is my ultimate bias. He and CL. And um, obviously, over the years, I've written about him and things of that sort for online publications and had my own ridiculous commentary on my YouTube channel. But he did an interview on October 8th, 2021 with Artnet News. He was talking about how he has turned a generation of music fans into art aficionados. So I was not paid to do this. This is from the fan girlness of my heart. That's why I don't have any audio, any anything except me going on this time. And I'm not going to edit this. I'm just going to give y'all what I give y'all. So shout out to one of my sister friends. Uh, she was able to share this with me. I'm going to go by her Instagram handle, Sunny LaFleur. You'll want to check her out. She's a bookstagrammer and just a wonderful all-around person. <clears throat> oh my god so this is real reaction like this is what's happening right now i have not pre-recorded this i attempted it with another portion of the article where it was just a summary and i didn't even end up recording anything so that just goes to show that i needed to do it now oh sweet jesus okay in his first interview in years Choi sung hyun and i'm going to say Choi instead of Choi even though that is the correct pronunciation, but Choi Sung Hyun offers exclusive insight into his journey to art collecting and his big ambitions. This was done by Katya Kazakina. Hopefully, hopefully it's Kazakina or Kazakina. Lord have mercy. Would have been smart to check that out before we started reading. Here we go. Korean pop star Choi Sung Hyun couldn't wait to go to Los Angeles. It had been five years since he traveled outside Korea, first due to his mandatory military service and then because of the global pandemic. There was music business to discuss, friends to see, and new art to buy. First, let me just interject right quick, because if you was on Instagram yesterday or the day before, perhaps you saw a picture of him sitting outside the turkey neck, I'm sorry, turkey leg hut. Oh, I said turkey neck. Turkey leg hut. That's here in Houston. That's here in Houston, Texas. I don't know if that was a later gram or if it was a real-time post. Just know that that man was and or is in the same city as me. So I can only hope that he's gone to see one of my favorite art collections, which is the Manil collection. I so hope so. It would allow him the opportunity to see a Tombly and uh, the Rothko Chapel, which is a place where I lay it at the spirit's feet there. Oh my God. Okay. <clears throat> Spending July in Studio City, a historically working class neighborhood near Hollywood, Choi kept a low profile. His hair is blonde. Right? Kept- <laughs> Kept a low profile, avoiding Koreatown and posting nothing on Instagram, where he has 12.1 million followers. Behind the scenes, however, he kept busy, standing back-to-back meetings, attending, what I'm saying, standing, because it's a picture of somebody's back. I'm distracted. Attending back-to-back meetings and conducting a late-night recording session with the Grammy Award-winning producer, Scott Storch. Okay. 
Oh, right. So music is happening. <clears throat> He's alluded to that. He's alluded to that. This isn't new. <sighs> I can't, okay? Just the thought of like, what What could you be recording? Okay, all right. Choi arranged studio visits with artist Mark Grothjohn. I know I said that wrong. The disrespect to somebody's last name is Grothjohn. Jonas Wood and Jennifer Guidi and shared a dinner of grilled steak, shrimp, and tequila in the backyard of ceramicist Grant Living Lucero. He got a private tour of the Marciano Art Foundation which has been closed since late 2019. The exclusivity of it all. It's been closed. Um, where was I, Jesus? Uh, <laughs> it's been closed since late 2019 and discovered the work of emerging artists, Kenyon Castor and Austin Weiner. It's been a really meaningful trip. That's a quote, y'all. <laughs> it's been a really meaningful trip, Choi, 33. Yes, God, don't said in a recent FaceTime interview. He spoke in Korean through a translator, but occasionally dropped English phrases such as real collector, top secret, and contemporary art. His voice sounded so deep. It seemed to emanate from the center of the earth. That is my baby. That's my bias. I'm walking away from the microphone. That's my baby. Yes, it is. That's how he sounds. Okay. All right. We're just going to go ahead and close that door and come on back. Um, <laughs> Choi has been at the forefront of a major shift in the art market as Asia's appetite for contemporary fare ballooned over the past five years. A member of the wildly popular Big Bang Boy Band, who was known to millions of fans as T.O.P., he has inspired a new generation of art buyers by embracing social media to discover and promote artists. He was a big catalyst, said Yuki Tirasi, who asked Choi to curate sorry, curate South B's groundbreaking auction of, of Western contemporary art in Hong Kong in 2016. The whole celebrity art phenomenon, which you see a lot in Asia these days, started at that auction. Collecting used to be very discreet and personal. Now art is a part of a collector's social statement of success and taste. You better flex on it. Asia's accounted for 39% of Christie's $3.5 billion total sales in the first half of 2021, surpassing all other regions, including the U.S., according to the auction house. Sales in Hong Kong totaled $495 million, up 40% from a year ago. Contemporary art sales in Southeast Asia have more than doubled since 2016 to $215 million last year. A quarter of the bidders in Hong Kong this past April, when the house held its major spring sales, were under 40. That's wealth, y'all. Uh, shout out to the babies for wealth. <clears throat> okay. Like Choi, many new Asian art buyers are self-made millionaires interested in both Western and Asian art. That is wealth. Like, okay, I know that just that just read red on the mic. I'm sorry, y'all. They are keenly aware of global trends, bidding up prices for works by Matthew Wong, Amoko Bofo, Dana Schultz, and Joel Musler. I'm embarrassed by any of those names that I said incorrectly. I apologize. Choi is friends with many of the artists he collects. Um, oh my God, is the article out of order now? I think it might be out of order. No. Okay, we're just going to read what we have. It might be out of order because phones do that sometimes. 
Um, <laughs> Joy grew up in a family of artists and art educators. There's some little snippet about this that he says he's posting gifts from the artists on his Instagram feed, but I'm not confident that that's in the appropriate order. My apologies, moving on. Joy grew up in a family of artists and art educators. His maternal great-grandfather was Kim Won Ki, a key post-war artist in Korea, whose abstract paintings have sold for as much as $13 million at auction. Growing up around these relatives was an inspiration. He said it also provided solace. I was depressed as a child, a pope, <laughs> feeling this darkness and anxiety, Choi recalled. His great-grandfather's paintings really settled me, helped me focus. The experience also set a high bar for excellence. One of his three aunts ran an art school where Choi was forced, quote, to learn drawing and painting for three to four hours a day with his elementary, sorry, after his elementary school classes ended. The experience was traumatic, he said, because he realized he would never live up to his own expectations. Damn. By the time he was eight years old, Choi had discovered his true calling as a rapper after hearing a CD by American hip-hop duo Eric B. and Rakim. I immediately felt this is what I need to do with my life, he said. He began writing lyrics and music and asked his mother to buy him sneakers that were popular with rappers in New York and Philadelphia. Over the years, he amassed 100 pairs, including Air Jordans and Nike Air Force Ones. Similar shoes have recently fetched hundreds of thousands of dollars at auction. Oh boy. Art collecting developed naturally at 19. Choi adopted the stage name T.O.P., an acronym, ladies and gents and thems, that you might not have known stands for the original pimp. Hot ass mess. I can't believe he shared that. <laughs> It was featured on Big Bang's debut album. It was 2006, and he used the money he earned to buy four large paintings by an emerging artist known as Cause. Each cost $7,000, he recalled. I have on a Cause sweatshirt right now. My money does not stretch like this man's. I got this on the low low, okay? But it is legitimately a Cause sweatshirt. If you don't know who Cause is, capital K-A-W-S, just think of seeing things like Mickey or the Sesame Street characters with X's in their eyes. Back to the article. I was young, Choi said with a laugh in English. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Exhale and fangirl. He subsequently realized he didn't really like the work and never bought calls again. I mean, it's not for him, but he does have it nonetheless. A decade later, Choi's prolific Instagram presence caught the eye of Terracy then a young Southeast business getter in Asia who came to international prominence while bidding at auction on behalf of Japanese mega collector Yusuko Mezua. At the time, he was posting daily what he sees, likes, and collects, said of Choi. I'm sorry, Terracy said of Choi. It could be Terrace. Oh, I just feel awful. I should have checked. It was very refreshing. He was different from other pop icons who were focused on their music and events. I mean, as they should be, but he grew up in artistry. So, okay. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Choi's Instagram obsession was partly dictated by necessity. One of Korea's biggest pop stars who drew mobs wherever he went. And so he avoided public spaces as much as possible. As his friend, actor Sean DeLakey? I know Sean. Y'all, oh my God, I got one degree of separation from this man again? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I can't handle it. Shondalakey's an actor. <gasps> oh my gosh, Shondalakey in Los Angeles. Uh, and also translated for us during the... <laughs> oh my God, Sean. Sean. 
Sean, you need to give me a call. Sean. Sean. Hey, Sean, what's going on? It's Ashley. We really haven't spoken since we did karaoke out in Gagnam a few years ago. Uh, sometimes you do stop by my Instagram. I appreciate it. You're not actively on yours that much. Why you ain't tell me that you was interviewing one of my faves? Okay. Uh, Sean Dulecki, who translated for us during the interview, explained he can't go to galleries and museums, especially in Asia, because he gets recognized. So he has to do it on his phone or computer. That's so limiting. Hmm. Dulakey added, you can pretty much always find him studying art on the internet, on Instagram, communicating with artists, trying to find new artists. He's always searching. I cannot get over that I know the person. I can't get, I can't get over it. Oh my gosh. Richmond. Oh, y'all. Um, so I have some koalas in my studio because of course. And one of them is named Richmond. <laughs> uh, and then I also have Jeffrey and Coolio with a K. Yeah. And uh, we don't know if this other one is Guinevere or Gwendolyn. She's adorable. All right, back to the article. When Choi does go out, he tries not to attract attention. No one told me he was a K-pop star, and I wouldn't have known, said Canyon Castator, whose studio in downtown Los Angeles Choi visited on his trip. There was no entourage. He seemed like... Seemed like what? He seemed like the most beautiful piece of walking art you've ever seen. <laughs> Guys, no more of the article is showing. I can't make any of the photos load. <laughs> and now I shall have a royal meltdown. Oh no, I can't continue on because some of the images that were sent are no longer loading. <laughs> So maybe, maybe we'll pick this up later. I don't know. I just, I hope that you missed me as much as I missed you all and that you're ready for music. I will be reviewing music for the remainder of this season on a daily, but next season, season seven, we will be changing things just a little bit. Now I know this says it's an album a day and I still will listen as such, but you might get a podcast a week. This is a lot of work, and uh, the team is still very small. I do still have assistance, though, thanks to all of the Patreons. If you are interested in supporting the growth and stability of this show, of course, check out patreon.com slash multifacetedacg. That's M-U-L-T-I-F-A-C-E-T-E-D-A-C-G. There is a possibility that I might be doing National Podcast Month. And I know I'm missing the aspect of that name, but it's November 1st through the 30th, much like Remo for those who write. I'm not certain yet because that's going to ask a lot of me, but it will not necessarily be this content. If I do do it, it'll be something a little different. Just a one-off 30-day experience. So I'm back, y'all, for all intents and purposes. And I'm going to go lay down in the bed and cry at the fact that the article about T.O.P. is not complete. <laughs> Bye, y'all.